You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Plus Podcast. Today we're on Matthew chapter 13, and this is one of the greatest chapters in the New Testament. It's long, it's loaded, it's simple, uh, but yet it's profound. These parables have lots of uh, layers and depth and meaning to them. So today we're just going to kind of briefly look at them. I want to try and skim the surface, point out some of the main uh, contours of this chapter, uh, kind of give you a roadmap. So you can prayerf- prayerfully study and dive into uh, the riches that are uh, below the surface in this chapter. So again, we're in the book of Matthew, the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus is the king who's here, and his word and deed is inaugurating the kingdom in human history. It doesn't really look like uh, maybe what the uh, Jewish um, leaders were expecting, but Jesus is the king, the prophesied king. He's here And he is a kingdom seed, we'll see in this chapter, that wants to sow, be sown into our human heart. So the book of Matthew, just real quick on the structure, uh, Matthew's really complex. It's, It's a really complex gospel, but it's easy to grasp if you just pick up this one simple point. That is Matthew, um, Matthew, Matthew, uh, structures his gospel alternating in between narrative and teaching. So there's five major discourses, teaching chapters that Jesus gives. It's five through seven, chapter 10, chapter 13, chapter 18, chapter 24 and 25. So we have five major teaching blocks from Jesus. And in between that is interspersed narrative stories. Um, So chapters five through seven, chapters 10, chapter 10, chapter 13, where we're today, chapter 18 and chapter 24 and 25. And all the teaching blocks are about the kingdom, the inner reality of the kingdom, how to spread the kingdom. Today, we're going to look at the history of the kingdom, chapter 18, relationships in the kingdom, and chapter 24 and 25, the future prophecy about the manifestation of the kingdom. So knowing this is is super helpful for getting a grasp on this complex book. Five discourses interspersed with narrative. And Jesus' teaching is backed up and substantiated by his activity, and his activity uh, clarifies what exactly he's talking about. So in chapter 13, let's look at three points. The mysteries of the kingdom, number one. Number two, the history of the kingdom. And number three, the experience of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom, the history of the kingdom, and the experience of the kingdom. So Matthew 13 is a teaching block, and it's constructed of seven parables, And in verse 11, Jesus says, to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of the heavens. Notice mysteries, plural, of the kingdom of the heavens. Jesus is talking in parable uh, here, seven parables, and these seven parables embody and convey what the kingdom actually is, what it's all about. And it's a mystery. So we shouldn't think just by reading this and using our you know, natural mind and rationality and logic and digging around in old books and, you know, thinking about what our first century audience would have understood with this, that we will 
fully understand what the kingdom is because Jesus says it's a mystery. And the word mystery in the New Testament means it requires revelation to comprehend. So we need to have a prayerful spirit. Jesus, grant me a spirit of wisdom and revelation to understand what the kingdom is and how it's going to unfold. Another verse that points out that this is a mystery, I'll just give you a couple, is 13. He says, it's possible to see, but not see, and hear, but not hear. How is that possible? It's because it's a mystery. It's possible to read this chapter. It's possible to see these parables and yet not see them in their depth and their intrinsic significance. Verse 17, he says, Many prophets and righteous men in the past have have desired to perceive the things that we perceive in this chapter. So again, it's heightening the significance of this chapter. This chapter contains epic, world-shaping, you know, mysteries of the kingdom. Um, And so it's showing how important this is. A lot of people in the past wanted to perceive this. What is God doing? What is the kingdom really all about? This chapter is helping us. And then in verse 35, the last one on the mysteries of the kingdom. Look at this verse. This is a a quote from um, the Psalms. Um, Psalm, let's see, what what is this? Psalm 78. Jesus quotes Psalm 78, says, I will open my mouth in parables and I, I will utter things hidden from the foundation of the world. So what Jesus is bringing out here in this chapter are things that have been hidden since the foundation of the world. Doesn't that sound important? Yes, it is. This is the mysteries of the kingdom. Okay, the second point is the mystery of the kingdom is a history of the kingdom. The mystery is a history. So these seven parables together, when we take them together, we don't just get a lot of kind of moral lessons and, you know, personal application or or kind of interesting insights. These aren't, you know, these aren't like uh, Aesop's fables, Aesop's fables. Uh, where it's like, here's the moral of the story, and it's a standalone unit, and it, it means, you know, great th- great, great endings will come from small beginnings. No. Maybe there is a, a, a layer you can, you know, a level of reading that that, that, that that makes sense in, but Jesus's intention here is to, gr- to kind of give us a sweeping history of the kingdom in its development in time and space. What is the kingdom, and how will it develop? The seven parables show us church history in the perspective of kingdom history. So when we, you know, so if we think about each parable here being a thread, and then when we weave these threads together, these seven parables form the fabric of church history, which is kingdom history. And one way we know this, a couple ways we know this is in verse 19. Um, it starts out with the first parable. Jesus says, uh, that this is talking about the preaching of the gospel of being sowing the word, sowing the word. And in verse 37, he says, it's the son of man who sows the good seed of the kingdom. So these seven parables begin with Jesus's gospel preaching ministry, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So that's where they begin. And in verse 49, uh, in one of the parables that Jesus unpacks, it says, so it will be at the consummation of the age. So these seven parables span from the initiation of the kingdom with Jesus to the consummation of the age, the end of time when Jesus will return. So the mystery of the kingdom is how does the the kingdom unfold in human history? And there's ups and there's downs. When we dig into these parables, we see some are good, some are bad. There's both positive development and Satan obviously wants to uh, disrupt things and 
corrupt things and produce negative development. So this matches church history. When you look at church history, it's not all a linear linear progression of good. There's also upsets and, and downturns. But this is part of kingdom history, and knowing this will uh, enlighten us. Now, the third point is the experience of the kingdom. And this really is what the mystery of the history is all about. It is what is the kingdom? It is an experience of divine life. Look at verse 19 again. Jesus says, the word is a seed which has been sown in his heart. So normally we think of the kingdom, when we think of the kingdom of God, we think of a outward reign, a, a realm of power and authority and dominion um, where, where a strong king you know, does what he wants. And that's obviously true. The kingdom of God is a realm where God exercises his power and authority to reign over people through all of time and space. But the New Testament has a very striking perspective to superimpose upon this truth, which is the kingdom is also a realm of life. So we think of the plant kingdom or the animal kingdom as, you know, examples, human examples the plant kingdom is the totality of the plant life. The animal kingdom is the totality of the animal life. So to study the animal kingdom is to study animal life, you know, every instance of animal life. Um, and, and Jesus's parables here are agricultural Im- agricultural images, images of a seed, you know, being sown into soil and sprouting and developing. And Jesus says, that's the kingdom. And it happens in human hearts. This is unbelievable. So the kingdom is sown and developing within Christian hearts. And this first parable hits on this experience so hard. The condition of our heart is represented by the condition of these four soils. And the condition of Christian hearts is directly connected to the coming of the kingdom. What's the coming of the kingdom look like? The development of the seed of divine life sown through the the word of God, developing in our hearts. The kingdom of God is not just a future time when Jesus returns. It's a spiritual reality in our hearts of Jesus ruling within us. And this is the way we'll live out the kingdom decree he taught in chapters 5 through 7. It is by God's life developing within our hearts. So we can't just think we'll pray uh, as Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew 6, your kingdom come and then do nothing else. We have to pray, Lord, your kingdom come, but then we have to take care of the soil of our heart. This is a, a... an experience of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom come. It comes through our experience. And when you look at these four soils, you see hardness uh, could be true of our hearts. We see buried, hidden sins like rocks taking up room in our hearts. We see anxiety that choke the growth of God's life in us. We see the deceitfulness of money. These things hit home, close to home for all of us. I know that. And that's why this chapter is so key, especially this first parable, to orient us to The kingdom is a profound and inward experience of God's divine life. Um, So it's a process of development within our human heart. Now, um, verse 43, let me wrap up here. Verse 43 is interesting because it says, uh, although this is a deep inward experience, there will be a day, one, one, one day when Jesus returns that, All of that inward growth and development will have an outward glorious manifestation. And even in this chapter, there's that indication. Verse 43, I love it. It says, then the righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So 
Although there's an inward development today, it's hidden, it's unseen, it's life, it's our experiences of Christ being under his inward ruling and directing. One day, the righteous will shine forth like the sun. Okay, last point is in verse 52 on experience. He says in 51, do you understand all these things? Of course, they say yes. I wish they said no, so Jesus could have unpacked it a little bit more, but they say yes. And then he says in 52, for this reason, every scribe discipled to the kingdom of the heavens is like a householder who brings forth out of his treasure things new and old. It's interesting. It says every scribe discipled into the kingdom, not every person who believes in the kingdom or believes in me. So disciple, again, points to an experience. We need to not just believe in what Jesus says about the kingdom. We need to be discipled into the kingdom. And that happens through our experience of God's life, submitting to his life, submitting to his rule in our life, and those corresponding experiences that bring us deeper into his kingdom. Jesus says, if that's true of us, we're going to be like a guy with a lot of treasure in our house that we can bring forth new and old experiences new and old knowledge to benefit others and disciple them into the kingdom. So it's a big chapter, a lot of details. I hardly touched any of it, but I wanted to give you a kind of an overview and a roadmap. It's the mysteries of the kingdom, which is a history of the kingdom, which happens through our experience of the kingdom. Amen.